Las Vegas. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. Normally I talk about we're coming in hot. We're not really coming in hot today because it's the calm before the storm. My man DeMond Cotton is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm here at Allegiant Stadium, and as I mentioned, it is the calm before the storm. Tonight at 5.30 will be the kickoff for the East-West Shrine Bowl. Talked a lot about the Shrine Bowl leading up till today, and today is the finish line. That is when the actual game happens. A lot of these players have already made names for themselves throughout the course of the week by practice. We were out here just yesterday for media day. It was fantastic. We were actually out on the field. Now we're here on the concourse. We're... Trying to see exactly what level this is. We're at 101, kind of section 101. When you walk in, it's uh, the Raider Image official team stores right across from us. I have myself and Mateo, a couple good-looking young gentlemen standing here or sitting here uh, at this table. We got some folks lined up getting their their destinations for this evening, where they're going to be working at tonight. But it's around the 101, 144 kind of ramp. It's It's a nice little location. It's an awesome Raider statue here a little symbol here you can see the las vegas raiders sign on the on the back wall and it's funny for anyone who's been to the stadium many times it knows where the players park out back and where the 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 other field is at as far as the tray you know they have the turf and then they have the natural grass if you go out this door that we're at it's it's a matter of fact the door says uber to lot n north of hacienda avenue so you can see that so if you know where that's at and you know where that tray is where the the grass field stays that's exactly where we're at if you walk out there you can see the the field and so i walked out there just because well the door's open so me you know if doors are open i'm gonna walk through it just to see what's out there i like to be you know adventurous so i walked out there and we all know the pro bowl and all the pro bowl activities are going on here at Allegiant stadium this upcoming weekend although the all the fences are are all decorated in pro bowl and nfl afc nfc's got players pictures on it footballs on it uh it looks like it's ready to do for the pro bowl but if you look down on the field the field looks awesome <laughs> it really does so one end zone is blue and it has the nfc another end zone is red it has the afc it's got the big nfl shield and symbol right in the middle of the field at the 50 yard line i mean this thing and that's the beautiful thing about Allegiant stadium like you can have one event tonight like they're having shrine bowl then as soon as this thing is over it's like zit, 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 boom it's going to be ready to rock and roll and ready for all the pro bowl activities that are going to happen so uh, this this place i cannot say enough about how great it is uh, there's vendors lining up outside that are going to be selling stuff both for the, the Shrine Bowl and also for Pro Bowl activity that goes on all weekend long. So this is really the place to be, man. Very excited about the opportunity to be here this afternoon and uh, check out some action. Hi, how you doing? Plenty of folks rolling in here and uh, getting ready to, to get underway this evening, right? They're getting the ice so the beverages could be cool. They're getting the popcorn bags ready. I mean, they're, they're getting everything. I, I walked around a little while ago. It smells good. So you know it's all about to go down. And, well, Raider Nation Radio... 920, we're with you for the next couple hours. And as I said, kickoff will be at 5.30 right here at Allegiant Stadium. Got plenty to get to on today's show. Very excited about this show, as I'm excited about every show that we get an opportunity to do and an opportunity to, to talk and, and converse back and forth with Raider Nation. Vinny Bonsignor, Raider Nation Radio 920's uh, morning tailgate with Clay Baker and Heidi Fang. He'll join us at 2.30. Also, he does a lot of great work on the RJ and uh, Vegas Nation and put out a piece about uh, the quarterback position. So we'll talk to him about the quarterback position. We'll talk to him about uh, the Raiders that are in Mobile, Alabama, as far as Dave Ziegler and company goes. We'll talk to him about potential Raiders that or potential players that could end up being Raiders that will be playing here this evening at the East-West Shrine Bowl. So Vinny Bonsignor will join us at 2.30, 3 o'clock. Nick Cothrell, ChargersReport.com. He'll join us. He's been here all week long as well uh, at all the practices at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, at the practices that went on at UNLV. He has been all over uh, Las Vegas, and uh, actually he left, uh, what, late last night he left after all the practices was done. He didn't stick around for the game tonight, but I just want to get a really good thoughts and observations on what he saw from both the uh, the, the team that was that was uh, coached up by the Patriots 
coaching staff and the team that was coached up by the Falcons coaching staff and, you know, some players that stood out to him. So we'll catch up with Nick Cothrell, ChargerReport.com. He's a really good dude, joins us a couple times a year. He'll join us coming up at 3 o'clock. At 3.30, I'm excited about this. At 3.30, we had this, uh, this, this promotion that we were doing, and we were doing it on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, as well as Red Nation Radio 920, where we were sending someone to this big, huge Hall of Fame Pro Bowl game. We were hooking you up with Raider Nation Radio 920 swag, and that got you in to win this uh, awesome party uh, hosted by, well, JT's going to be there. Uh, also, Charles Woodson's going to be there. Shannon Sharp is going to be there. Warren Moon's going to be there. It's a, uh, it's a 20th annual event that goes on. And, I mean, just why wouldn't it, right? Pro Bowl weekend, everything that's already going on here in Las Vegas, there's another hell of a party, and we're going to send someone to it. So at 3.30, we're going to call that winner. I have the name right here with me. I have the phone number right here with me. My man, Damon Cotton, who's back at the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, will give that person a call coming up at 3.30, and we'll find out who's going to the party. So that's always fun, man. I like to, I like to not only give out prizes, but I also like to do the payoff, right? Whenever we get you in to win, a lot of people think, oh, yeah, I just got registered. Oh, that's cool, but I'm not going to win anything. But when you actually hear someone win, you realize, oh, man, that could have been me, or maybe that is me. It's kind of like what I do with the lottery. I always tell the wife, you know, hey, man, we need to go, go play this, uh, this ticket or, or else we'll, we'll phone home to somebody in Texas and be like, hey, go buy some, uh, you know, go buy some Powerball or something. You know, hey, look, if we're not playing, we can't win, <laughs> right? I mean, if you ain't playing, you can't win. That's, that's just reality. So uh, that's what we're going to do. Uh, if you're not registered, if you're not in to win, you can't win the, the, the big-time grand prize. So coming up at 3.30, you will hear the grand prize winner of the big-time party going on Friday, Warren Moon. Charles Woodson, uh, Shannon Sharp, a lot of gold jackets, or as I would say next week when we're in Arizona uh, covering Super Bowl 57, bangers, bangers. Guys with gold jackets are bangers. No one else. I don't care what the qualifications, I don't care how cool of a person they are, if somebody you're a fan of, that's fine. If they ain't got no gold jacket, they ain't no banger, right? They could be a really good guest. <laughs> you can get a really good guest. You know, you might get a, a wrestler or something, or you might get an actor, or you might get, you know, a football player that you think is on the rise. But if they haven't got a gold jacket, they're not a banger. Well, at this party that's going on on Friday night, there's going to be a house full of bangers. So that's, that's going to be a really good time. And like I said, at 3.30, we'll make that call. Coming up at 4 o'clock, uh, Mike Regalado, he's going to join the show. He's a UCLA beat writer, Bruin Report. He's going to join the show to talk about DTR. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who is the, the Las Vegas native with the Bishop Gorman High School. Uh, he's a quarterback that I had an opportunity to talk to yesterday here at uh, Media Day. He's a really um, cool young man, seems like a really good young man. He's got a good head on his shoulders, a guy who's working hard and, and actually working harder to try to improve his draft stock. And so uh, we'll, talk to, we'll talk to Mike coming up at 4 o'clock, not only about DTR, but the other, uh, the other players from UCLA because they have about four of them that are here uh, playing at the East-West Shrine Bowl game. So uh, that's really cool that they went in and had, the, had a heck of a season. It didn't end the way they wanted it to end, but they had a heck of a season, and now they get an opportunity to kind of showcase themselves in this all-star all setting here at the East-West Shrine Bowl at Allegiant Stadium. So Mike Regalado, UCLA beat writer, Bruin Report, will join us at 4 o'clock. Then... 440, Bo Brock, host of the Phoenix Cardinals podcast. Uh, he's from Phoenix Sports. He's going to join us, but he's actually in Mobile, Alabama. So we're going to get our first taste of the Senior Bowl. Uh, we obviously talked a lot about the Shrine Bowl because the Shrine Bowl is here. It's in our backyard, and I could be all over it, and, and the rest of us could be all over it. But going out to Mobile, Alabama, uh, I, I know we have some people that are, are local media that are out there, uh, but I'm going to catch up with my guy, Bo Brock, see what, uh, see what he's seeing out there, what he's hearing. Uh, of course, GM Dave Ziegler is out there. The Raiders have a contingency out there. Uh, we got a uh, uh, who uh, there's there's plenty of people. I think Deshaun Reed is out there. Uh, who else is out there, Demond? I know there's plenty of uh, folks that we know that are out there. But uh, Patrick Graham for the the Raiders is the defensive coordinator. Uh, he's one of you the coaches. You already mentioned Dave Ziegler. Yeah, Dave Ziegler. Yeah, Dave Ziegler's definitely out there. Um, and like I said, I know that they have a contingency. But Patrick Graham is coaching up the the. Um, the national team, I believe, and then there's also some coaches on the American side of things when it comes to the uh, Senior Bowl. So we'll talk to Bo Brock coming up at 4.40 about that, plus some sound that I got from the media day, from Shrine Bowl media day yesterday that we didn't get to, we'll actually, uh, you'll hear on today's show, Parker, who is actually a patient. Uh, he's one of the, the, the kids that was out there playing in different uh, events yesterday, really cool guy. Uh, you'll hear that conversation I had with him. Mel Bauer, he is from the 
the kind of the marketing and strategy side of things. You'll hear from him and Bob Roller, who is the high roller. He is like the he is the dude. I mean, he is the 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 the. Yeah, he's the head man. Let's just put it like that. He's the guy that makes everything go. Uh, you'll hear from him at some point of the show as well. So we have plenty to get to. Vinny Bonsignor at 2.30, Nick Cottrell at 3, Mike Regalado at 4 o'clock. Bo Brock will close us out at 4.40. And, of course, kickoff for the East-West Shrine Bowl will be at 5.30. Again, we're live here at Allegiant Stadium. Now you know the guests coming up on the show today. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. So we've talked a lot about the quarterback position. We'll talk about the quarterback position when Vinny Bonsignor joins the show coming up at 2.30. There's been a lot of conversation back and forth. Of course, we had the conversation once uh, you know, we found out that Tom Brady was retiring. That was yesterday, and so everyone had their thoughts on who they decided that the Raiders should go get. And I'm just going to put it out there point blank. I don't think that there's any other option. I think that they have to go and put a full-court press on Aaron Rodgers. I just think it's that simple. Right? I mean, I did a podcast about it. I think if they want to be competitive, if they want to be a real deal team, and I know that half of the, you know, half of the audience yesterday listening uh, agreed with that. Some others said other people's names. Some others said go ahead and start a rookie. I don't think that that's realistic. I really don't. And that, that might end up being the plan. It might be something that I don't even see coming is actually the plan. But for my money, I feel like there's nothing that's unreal. It, the, the most realistic option is for them to go and put a full court press on Aaron Rodgers. So with that being said, the question I want to throw out there to you is, what are you willing to give up? What's a realistic, what are you realistically willing to give up for Aaron Rodgers' services, knowing that if everything goes right, you could probably have him for two, three, maybe even four years if he decides he, you know, is, is playing at that level. But at least two or three years, you could realistically have him in the mix if everything is going the right way and the, and the staff feels that they want to stick with him. What would you be willing to? to give up I want a realistic thought you know because again I think for this team to be competitive for this team to to try to 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 one bring their own fans to this stadium right here they're going to need they're going to need someone that's that's worth the salt that's really good and I mean this will be the best quarterback that the Raiders have had in a very long time if they can go get him so I just think that that's that's really the option they had they had other options when Brady was still out there not that everyone liked that option I get it but I mean, really, everything else just seems like it's going to be a buzzkill, right? I mean, let's just, let's just call it what it is. Anybody else that they bring in that's not a, a known commodity, someone that you know could be a, a, a guy that can go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes, a guy that can go to toe-to-toe with Justin Herbert, a guy that can go toe-to-toe with Russell Wilson. There's not a whole lot of those guys out there. There's not. Aaron Rodgers is one of them, especially when he has his partner in Devontae Adams. You know they've worked magic together. You saw what happened when Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and then they had a nice little uh, run game there in Green Bay as well. You saw how everything worked, right? It worked pretty well. So realistically, what would you think the Raiders should be able to give up? Like his salary is huge. It is. It's a large salary. There's not a whole lot you can do about it. I know that Vinny said that there's ways you can finagle it to make it, you know, not so much of a salary cap hit. That's fine. Whatever the case may be. But in your opinion, what do they need to give up to go and get that dude? Because I honestly don't believe there's any other options. I, I really don't. So hit us up, 702-365-9200. Also, our don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword R&R. Uh, let's go to the – hold on. We got a text for the 209 that I want to go ahead and, and break down real quick, but I do want to hear from you. This says, if and when D.C. makes it a free agent, he'll be the best available free agent as far as Aaron Rodgers know. Okay, well, D.C. – Look, I, I, I know I can't come on here and say that 100% there's no way he's coming back, but I'm like 99.9% sure he's not coming back. So for anyone who thinks that that's the best option, I've had people tweet at me, send me messages, and say, you know what, they just need to um, repair the, the whatever the, the fence is, repair that relationship, and have them run it back. That's not happening. That's not going to happen. So going back to this text from the 209, too much capital, both dollars and draft picks. Okay, as we mentioned before, it, what does it matter? What does it matter for, you know, the, the long term? The team has to be competitive. Unless you want a, a, a team that is not competitive, you have to go and try to do something. Two says, hollow success. You'll still have holes all over the defense. Okay, that's what they got to they work on. Not the guy you want to groom the future. He's not going to groom the future. He hasn't groomed Jordan Love. He's not going to groom the future at all. But you have other guys. Personality with class. With, which co- How are we answering questions that we don't know? 
How do we know the personality will clash, clash with coaching? How do we know that? DeMond, I'll ask you. How do we know that the personality will clash with coaching? How do we know? This is something where people are on the internet too much. Where you think you know a player based off a couple of clips or what you see, like Aaron Rodgers, he's a bit eccentric, or Aaron Rodgers, he doesn't get along with people. You don't know that for sure. He could be one of those things, oh, I would love, someone could find a clip and say, oh, I would love if Josh McDaniels was my offensive coordinator back when he was an OC. You just don't know. So it's just something that people get this idea of who a person is based off what they see. But, you know, you don't know him personally. You know what's funny about that is he actually wanted Coach McDaniels to be his head coach in Green Bay before they hired Lafleur, There you he, go. He actually wanted McDaniels. Like, I, I, I didn't know that, but then I recently found that out. Matter of fact, we have Peter Bukowski on who covers the Green Bay Packers who actually informed us of that, that McDaniels was on his short list. Actually, he wasn't a big fan of Lafleur, and that worked out okay. So I, I don't, you know, the whole personality thing with coaching, haven't we heard that years on top of years on top of years when it came to Derek Carr and John Gruden and Derek Carr and Joshua Daniels and Derek Carr and insert. I mean, we heard that for years on top. I'm not worried about personalities, man. These are grown men. These guys are professionals. The hell with personalities are going to clash. Just go win games. All right, I'm just keep it moving. 702-365-9200. Who we got up first, Amon? We got Mike in California. Mike in Cali. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, I love your show. I wish you were here. <laughs> we have some horrible shows here. These are guys, these guys want to be comedians and like TV guys they, or uh, movie stars. They don't even understand sports. They never talk about sports. Look, Brady costs nothing. Let's talk deals. I do deals all the time. I do real estate commercial deals. Nice. You don't, Warren Buffett said you, he runs in when there's blood in the streets. We cannot be desperate. I love the Raiders. We cannot be desperate to pay a 40-year-old $50 million and give up everything. I know what you're saying. Just wait a little bit because these New England guys are desperate. These guys they brought in, I see nothing from them that at all that looks like winners. So they're going to give up everything. They don't care. We can't do that in the long run. So, yeah, if you can give them car next year's first-round pick, but don't give up this first-round pick this year. You could get a guy forever, C.J. Stroud. I don't know who is going to be there at seven. But you can't give up everything in a desperate thing for a 40-year-old, 50 million, give up everything? Right. No, that's Come why I'm on. asking. That, no, that's why I'm asking. What are you willing to give up? That's, that's literally why I asked okay, the question. next year's first-round pick, maybe a second-round pick. Uh, but 50, maybe car, maybe car in the trade. I don't know. In baseball, they trade these things. Football, yeah. these car contracts don't mean anything. Right. But there's got to be some. You just can't be desperate right now to give up everything for a 40-year-old and 50 million bucks. It just, it's too much. So what can you get for car? I don't know. What can you give up? What can you get for car? What can you get for the other guys? I don't know. Okay. You've got to think strategically. You can't well, that's what, that's oh, what I'm trying. Hurry up! Hurry up! That's what I'm trying to do. This is the problem. I'm sorry about that. No, it's all good. That's that's what I'm trying to do. Is I'm trying to think strategically. I'm trying to trying to help the Raiders become a competitive team. And right now, without a quarterback, they're not competitive. He would make you instantly competitive in the AFC West. Next year's first round pick, but not this year. This year is okay. gold. Okay. They're going to pick him if you give him. Just think about it. If we, what else do we get? A, you're going to give them our first-round pick. That's obviously what the first thing everybody cared, like they did last year. Devontae Adams was a rare guy. He's only 30 or whatever. He's not 40. He was great. But Carr, I, what can you get for him? I don't I mean, think they're going to answer that question until we know if we can get anything. What can you I don't, get I don't believe that they can get anything for him. I think he's going to get released sooner rather than later, to be honest with you. Okay, but at least you pick up, you don't have to pay his 25. Right, you'll get the salary cut space, exactly. Okay, so that's a start. But you, do you want to give up our really our golden first-round pick after all the F-ups with Gruden and all the other picks we lost? Isn't it a disaster? All those picks, all of them except for Jacobs and um, Crosby, all of them. Right, and Crosby was a fourth-round pick, so that wasn't... I know, yeah. I, exactly. So my point is... is yeah, I know, but how many picks did we have? How many? Think of them all. They were unbelievable. So many of them, and none of them worked out. Okay, so, so look, that's... You that, got, it, you're the voice. Look, it, I know I, I, my time is short. You are the voice. You have got to be. You're the dude, okay? You're the only voice the fans have. You've got to be the dude. You've got to be the, the businessman and patient guy and figure it out. You can do it, man. I love you. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the call. No, and that's the beautiful thing about it. It's, like, it, it, it's, it's not on me. That's, that's the thing. It's not on me, and that's why I throw the question out there to you. So clearly you don't want to do it, and that's okay. 
If, if you know what I mean, like that's that's fine. I just think for this team to be competitive, when anyone says, "Okay, what are you going to do at that position?" You know, we've talked about Jimmy G until we're blue in the face, and I've, I'm 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 a hard no on him for obvious reasons. It's it's not better. The Raiders moved on from Derek Carr not because he's a bad quarterback, not because he's a bad guy, but because they wanted better. So. When you look at better, now if, if they, like you said, stick at seven and go get C.J. Stroud, maybe he's the next Patrick Mahomes and he comes in and lights things on fire. I just don't think that they're able to take that chance and, and start him day one, even though most young quarterbacks top, picked in the top ten do start day one. But with this team that they have, I, that's why I don't think that they could do that. And I don't think that would make Devontae Adams very happy. So I'm not saying give up everything that the Raiders have. I'm saying – what would you be willing to give up? For me personally, if I had to, obviously you have to make a trade. I think you give, you have to give up a, a, a first. I mean, I just, I think it starts at a first. And if Dave Ziegler could work the magic like he did last year, maybe do a first and a second, call it a day, I'm good with that. I'm not saying that that's what it's going to be because I don't know. I don't know the negotiations. You're the negotiator, not me. I don't know those, those scenarios. But we'll ask Vinny. Vinny has a better idea. He talks to a lot of GMs around the league, so we'll ask him. I just think for the team to be competitive, really competitive with the AFC West that looks like it could be a gauntlet, even though we thought it could be a gauntlet last year and it wasn't, you have to have someone that you can run with. And, yeah, you could draft a guy, and maybe you can sit him behind Rodgers, not that he's going to groom him, but he can learn the offense and maybe be ready to step in. Like what it looks like in Green Bay, they're ready to let Jordan Love take over. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. Uh, but I, I do appreciate the call, and I do, I do appreciate the back-and-forth feedback because clearly you have a, you know, a certain way that you want to build it, and that's cool. That's the beauty of this show, that you know, multiple different uh, opinions are valid. 702-365-9200. Who's up next, Amon? Jesse in the 209. Jesse, welcome to the show, brother. What's on your mind? Oh, man, I'm doing good, man. Uh, first of all, like you said, what, what, what am I willing to give up? I mean, as of right now, I wouldn't say I want to give up everything, like you said, but I'm, I'm willing to give up a first and Daryl Waller to start off with. Okay. We're talking about being patient. <laughs> Phew, we've been patient for 20, 30 years as Raiders fans. I know. If you have an opportunity to go out and get a guy like this, the Raiders never pull this off. We never have a chance to get a guy like this, Q. If we can pull this off, you have to maximize what we have right now with Devontae, with Jacobs. I do believe in McDaniels. I do believe that he can turn this thing around. If you got an opportunity to get an alpha like this, a guy that's going to demand greatness in the locker room the way Aaron does, you got to go out and pull this move. I don't care what it takes. I mean, obviously, like you said, don't give up the whole bargain haul. But, Q, we got to get this guy if we want to compete against Mahomes and have any chance of even getting in the playoffs and making some noise, baby. Raider Nation for life. Just win, baby. Hey, great call, man. I appreciate you. And that's, that's the thing. And, and I, can, I can speak from a Raiders fan's point of view because way before I ever put a headset on, I was sitting in that Coliseum with Raider Nation yelling and screaming at the top of my lungs, sitting at the top of Mount Davis, right? <laughs> Getting off that bus, partying in the parking lot, right? I mean, I was that guy. So I know how long it's been. I remember having the poster in my wall where I wrote every W and L right, and, and, and tried to add them up and then go back and look at the rest of the standings and, well, hold on, if the Raiders win this and they lose that and this team, you know what I mean? Like, I, I've been there, done that. So that's why I understand how patient Raider Nation has been. And I want to preach patience, too. I want to be patient because at some point you're going to get there, right? But, man, like, like our folks were saying, it's, how long has it been since Raider Nation has been patient? And if you have an opportunity, I think what Jesse said was the biggest key, if you have an opportunity to get an alpha dog, and you could get it at a reasonable price. Again, like I said, don't sell a farm. But if you can get an alpha dog at a reasonable price, I mean, look look what the Broncos just gave up for a coach. <laughs> Not a player. <laughs> Not a player. A coach. Right? That obviously shows that they want to get it done. So that's 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 my point. 702-365-9200. Who we got up next, Damon? Gangster Raider. Gangster, gangster. Welcome to the show, my man. What's on your mind? What's happening, man? Only thing I would be willing to give up for Aaron Rodgers is I would trade Derek Carr and maybe next year's first round or or two second round picks next year or the year after next or both if we have two second round picks next year. Mm-hmm. That's it. A straight up trade with for Derek Carr and maybe next year's first round or two second round picks. Okay. You know, so that's about it. 
Okay. I don't think I don't think um, Rodgers is the alpha dog. Everybody else think he is because he. The only reason they won that Super Bowl that they did won was because um, Charles Wilson was there. If it wasn't for Charles Wilson, that defense, they wouldn't have won that Super Bowl. And he was in the um, media talking about he could still win MVPs. Uh, alpha dog would be talking about winning championships and Super Bowls, not MVPs. And so I don't really want him here. You know what I'm saying? I think okay. we stick with Stidham. Okay. We bring in Garoppolo. And Garoppolo is an improvement over Derek Carr because Derek Carr only played in one playoff game his whole career. And Garoppolo has been to the Super Bowl. Okay. So, that's better. So I don't know how you say Garoppolo is better than Carr. But if that was me, I would stick with um Stidham, go get Garoppolo, and maybe draft a um quarterback with the first-round pick this year. You know what I'm saying? But I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is all that. He only won okay. one Super Bowl, and it wasn't because of him. He's not the, the alpha dog that goes in and make everybody come up to his standard. He's not Tom Brady. He's never going to be in Tom Brady's class. And I think if we did go get him, we'd end up – look at the Rams. The Rams did what they did and won the Super Bowl last year. Now look at them. Y'all want to win the Super Bowl next year, and then year after next be back where we are now. When have they won the a Super Bowl last were you alive? <laughs> I mean, were you a fan when they won the Super Bowl in 83? Yeah, I'm, I'm 49 years old. I oh, I'm 46 49. going on 47. So it's been yeah, very... I'm older you. I'm okay. older than you. So I, I'm willing... I the point is, I'm it's saying. been a long time. It's, that's yeah, the and point. it's still going to be a long time. You know, whether we stay the same or we win one, it's still going to be the same amount of time. Okay. So stop being... um. Trying to get a buzz or be a, you know something to get y'all titillated. Let's get something that's going to sustain winning for at least three to four, five, four more championships. Okay. That's what I want. Okay, yeah. I got you. I just wanted to check. Thank you. So this is why Jimmy G is not better than Derek Carr. In 2022, he played 11 games. 2021, he played 15 games. 2020, he played six games. 2019, he played 16 games. 2018, he played three games. Availability. 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 You're going to go get Jimmy G and then what? He misses out at five games, then what? What are you going to do then? So the point is, I would love to see the Raiders hoist the Lombardi. I'm not greedy. I don't need three, four, five of them. I'd like to see them hoist one. Right? I mean, if you're 49 and I'm 47 almost, we're just about the same age. Right? We were playing the same, on the same block at the same time. So you may have been a little bit more invested than me at that time, but not much. Right? I mean, you still had, you know... Snot rolling down your nose like I did. Right? I mean, come on. Let's be honest about the situation. It's been very few and far in between. 227 is the time. We'll continue to take your text. 69187, keyword R&R. Vinny Bonsignor, we'll ask him his thoughts on the quarterback position. Is Aaron Rodgers an alpha dog? It's an interesting statement. We'll ask him next. It's Red Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. And it's time to go inside the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Sponsored by Dos Caras Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group. And Vinny Bonsignor joins us now on the phone lines as we are live here at Allegiant Stadium preparing for the Shrine Bowl that kicks off at 5.30. We've been talking about the Shrine Bowl a lot. Uh, practices have been here at uh, UNLV and at Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, and the game is going to be here this evening again kicking off at 5.30. Before we get to Vinny, I did want to hit a text real quick on the don'tbebroke.com text line talking about Aaron Rodgers. Raiders really going to get into a bidding war with the Jets? They are probably a quarterback away from competing in a bowl, so they aren't winning that bidding war unless they give up way too much. It's not realistic. Move on and look to the draft. The team is quarterback friendly with some upgrades on the O-line. Instead of mortgaging our future, build for it. A quarterback that's Rodgers or Brady's age will set us back. Go get a young guy. That's from the five and dime on our don'tbebroke.com text line. Appreciate that text. And Vinny Bonsignor joins us now on the phone lines. And Vinny, you heard that text. Uh, I started off the show saying that the Raiders need, for multiple reasons, to be competitive. And the way I see being competitive and uh, going up against all these teams and all these young guns in the AFC West is really going out and putting a full-court press on Aaron Rodgers. You don't want to give up the farm. I agree. But – that's the best guy out there available, and he's going to give you an opportunity to win, and I think that that's what they need to do. What do you think Aaron Rodgers would bring to the table, and what do you think the Raiders would have to give up if they wanted to go in that direction? 
Yeah, um, and, and there's no doubt that Aaron Rodgers lifts, lifts that offense uh, to a whole other level, especially when you talk about what would be around him. Uh, the texture uh, hit the nail on the head. This is definitely a quarterback-friendly offense, you know, short of uh, a couple of upgrades that need to be done on the offensive line, which I think the Raiders think that they're going to be able to accomplish uh, this, this offseason. Um, he brings a championship-level play. He obviously brings the respect of uh, the entire locker room, uh, including the best player on the football team, a guy by the name of Devontae Adams, who uh, obviously uh, likes the thought of uh, a re- uh, re- reunion with, with, with Aaron Rodgers. Um, the one problem is it's going to take assets to go get them. Uh, you just mentioned that and asked that. It's definitely going to be the seventh pick overall. Uh, has to be going to Green Bay and probably more than that. Um, you know, uh, and, and that's where the bidding war comes into play, you know, uh, because I think the Jets are definitely going to be interested as well as they should be. Right. So um, it, it's going to and then there's $60 million right yeah. up front. Yeah. You know, uh, it could work under the salary cap. The Raiders absolutely have the cash to be able to uh, to make it happen, but you have to ask yourself the question, and this is the question Dave Ziegler and uh, Josh McDaniels have to ask. Can you afford to allocate that much money on your 2023 budget to one player when you know that you have so many holes um, defensively? That's the, that's the fine line um, that they're going to have to start thinking about because in their mind – you know they want to they want to be a Philadelphia Eagles uh, you know uh, roster. They want to be a San Francisco 49ers roster. They want to be a Kansas City Chiefs uh, roster, and and it's going to take some time to get there, especially defensively. Uh, so there's the there's the issue. Do you spend the draft capital that's going to need, and then the sixty million dollars for 2023 uh, to to bring him in? when you have so many other holes. I don't really know the answer to that question yet. I'm not sure that the Raiders uh, are there yet as well, um, but that's the question that they're going to have to ask themselves because I've gotten some tweets, some texts from NFL people that said it's going to come down to the Jets and Raiders. That's what they believe yeah. uh, you know, the Aaron Rodgers sweepstake is going is to ultimately come down to. No, and I agree with that 100%. And, and I started off as well saying that, you know, don't give up the farm. And I mm. thought that Dave Ziegler showed really good – um, you know, restraint even last year in free agency when he didn't go and give up a, a ton of money to J.C. Jackson. He had a certain amount of money he was willing to give up if that was the case, you know, if that was the direction he was going to go, or anyone else. You know, we talked about other free agents on the offensive line, and he said, okay, I'm not going over this, and he didn't. So I feel like that they have to at least try to go get him and at the same time say we're not going to go over this certain threshold. I, I completely agree. You're going to look into it. They're going to look into it, but if it rises – uh, to a level that you just don't feel comfortable with, right. uh, then you have to be disciplined uh, on that. And and you know again, I, I thought the, uh, the the text the texture uh, hit a lot of nails uh, right square on the on the head, and and that could require if you don't go get um, you know Aaron Rodgers, and there's going to probably be now a bidding war uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo. I talked to a general manager today who said twenty to twenty five million dollars is probably going to be what it costs to get Jimmy G. But that's you know, without taking into consideration how many teams might now be chasing Jimmy G. And do you want to go over that threshold to bring him in? Let's say you put him off to the side. Then you're going to have to just basically do um, what a lot of us have been alluding to for a while now, the possibility of going extremely young at quarterback, bring back Jared Stidham, um, let him and whatever rookie you bring in, uh, you know, battle it out for, for the starting job, and then really start getting to work on other areas of uh, of this of this team, especially defensively, especially on the offensive and defensive lines, I got to bring up one other thing though. Um, if they do do that, if they go in that direction, I think it would be a mistake to assume that they would use that number seven pick on a quarterback, um, or that they would get aggressive and move up in the draft to get one of the you know quote unquote top prospects. I thought, that's not to say that they wouldn't, um, or that it's not under consideration because it absolutely is. But for that to happen, Q. They're going to have to get knocked over, head over heels, on one of these top prospects. I'm not quite sure the Raiders are, are there yet. Um, and, you know, talking to some people, one thing that was brought up to me was the 2011 draft. All right? You go back and look at that draft. Cam Newton was the number one guy. Uh, that, all, that worked out, obviously, for the Carolina Panthers. Then you had guys like J.J. Watt, Patrick Peterson, Von Miller, um, a whole bunch of stud players. Uh, Julio Jones was in that draft. Um, uh, A.J. Green was in that draft, okay? All mm-hmm. were top ten picks outside of uh, J.J. He was, he was outside the top ten. But you also had Locker from Washington. Remember him? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Remember, remember a guy by the name of Blaine Gabbert? I remember. Yep. He, was in the, he was in the top ten. Remember a guy by the name of Christian Ponder? Yep. 
He was the, I think, 12th pick in that draft, all right? And so as it was explained to me, are you going to miss out on a great player? Because this, has some, this draft has a pretty good player that's some important positions of need. Would you, to take a chance on somebody that's not bowling you over, that, that you're not completely in love with, those guys were picked at those spots in the draft because they're quarterbacks. They were the best quote-unquote quarterbacks in that draft. But were they really top 10 picks? No, right? His, right. His, their, their track record, right. the careers that they put out there said no. So that's the other part of the Raiders' uh, equation. Are, are you in love enough with you know, C.J. Stroud or Will Levis or Anthony Richardson to use that seventh pick or even to move up in the draft? I'm not quite sure they're there yet, and I'm not sure they ever will be with this particular draft class. Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. DeMond Cotton back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. He got one for you. Go ahead, DeMond. Real quick before I ask my question, Vinny, yeah, in that 2011 draft, everyone inside the top 12 made a Pro Bowl besides those quarterbacks that were misses. So go. yeah, it was that's a pretty special draft class there. Going back to the Raiders and the pursuit or maybe the pursuit of Aaron Rodgers, how much stock do you think that the team is going to take into account Devonte Adams basically running the campaign on social media as we all saw last night? That's a great question. Uh and and I think you have to listen to him. I think he's, you know, somebody that has earned that kind of respect. Um and also, you know, let's let's not Let's not kid ourselves. You know, I, I, we're not privy to what the conversations were when they were trading for Devontae Adams. You know, but at some point they all sat down and talked about the future of the Raiders, right? And obviously he came here uh, under the, uh, the guise of Derek Carr being the quarterback. Well, that's no longer the case. And now a component that was in place, and part of the reason why Devontae Adams even came here, is no longer part of the equation. And so the Raiders understand that they're going to have to keep, you know, Devontae in the loop. And, and essentially, if you want to call it, keep him happy. Uh, that's just the facts of the matter, especially when you're talking about a player of that caliber. Uh, so it behooves them to listen to him. Uh, but at the same time, they have to do what they feel is right for the long-range future of this organization. If Aaron Rodgers fits into that whole uh, landscape and, and that whole vision, great. Uh, I'm sure that they would pursue him. But if they feel like, um, his, his presence jeopardizes or sabotages that in any way. And when, and when I say that, I mean the draft capital. I mean the money that it would require uh, you know, to, to bring him in. I, I think they're going to be more disciplined uh, th- than not. And re- you know, uh, with all due respect to Devontae Adams, I think that would have to be explained to him if it gets to a point where they've got to go to him and say, look, love the quarterback, love the thought of it, love the idea of it, love the notion of it, but it doesn't make sense long range for this organization. And that might be a conversation that they have to have with Devontae. You mentioned Derek Carr there. Something that I wanted to ask because you brought it up or you were the first person that brought it up that I saw on social media that the what if of Derek Carr were to get injured in the Pro Bowl. Is there a chance that the Raiders release Derek Carr before Sunday's Pro Bowl? There is a chance, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say that it, it's going to happen. Um, you know, I think everybody understands that the that uh, the, the probability or odds of something you know serious happening are pretty low. But at the same time, um, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like that's a that's a pretty big risk. It is forty million dollars, and it would you know that forty million dollars then becomes a real, uh, especially if he can't play, uh, can't be traded. Uh, if forty million dollars on your on your cap, money that you have to spend, uh, that that really changes things uh, in terms of your plans uh, on on building a twenty twenty three team and beyond. So it is a consideration. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's going to happen, but I also wouldn't be completely shocked if it did happen. Vinny, let me ask you. Let me take you back to Jimmy G because I know that's a conversation that's been had a lot. I know that you know you guys on the tailgate have talked about Jimmy G quite a bit, and I've said it many times that I feel like that's a lateral movement at best. And I know he's got a better win loss record than Derek Carr, but Derek Carr is always available, and Jimmy G is not. So, if you bring in Jimmy G, is 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 this team actually really competitive with the rest of the AFC West, or is he a placeholder? Well, I think he would certainly be, uh, to some extent, a placeholder. And, and you're right, and that's, that's the key to the whole thing. Uh, I think when he's on the field, he, you know, he's, he's, he's either as good or maybe a little bit better, I mean, record-wise, but you could also, you know, you could also uh, argue, well, he's been on better teams, too, so where does that kind of line up uh, in, in, in terms of, did you, if you put Derek Carr in the 49ers, would he have the same record as, as Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't know the answer to that question. I can't sit here and say that I do. Uh, I'm going to say... Probably not. I, I, I would. I would. I just think that with with Jimmy G's mobility and and some of the things that he could do athletically, um, it's a different look at quarterback than what than what Derek Carr is. But 
um, in terms of him being here with the Raiders, uh, it would be sort of as a placeholder. And the, the, the big part of that is how durable is he? You know, we're talking about a guy, I, I, I want to say, you know, I, I could be wrong on my math, but I want to say three out of the last four years um, or something along those lines, um, you know, he hasn't been able to finish seasons. Yeah, you I can tell you that. I can tell you that. 2020, he only played in six games. 2021, 15 games. And 2022, 11 games. So, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. And in 2021, right, uh, you know, he's, he, was, he was still hurt. at the. I mean, he was damaged goods playing yep. in those playoffs, right? Exactly. So, yep. so um, that's what you have to – it's not, no fault of his own. It could be bad luck. I don't know what it is, but the guy gets hurt a lot. And so if you're spending the, the amount of money that it's going to take to get him, now, in his case, the one, um, you know, the, the one difference is it's not going to cost you any draft picks. It's just going to cost you money, but but you you also have to take into account what's the landscape going to look like for him, um, and and how much do you have to overpay potentially to get a Jimmy G? I think on a on a on a certain contract for a certain amount of money, I think the Raiders uh, would definitely be interested, uh, but I don't think it would be anything long term, and I don't think it would be anything that hinders their ability to really go out and draft somebody, whether it's in this draft, whether it's in the first round now or trading up or later on in this draft or waiting until next year's draft when there's some really good quarterbacks that are available as well. Whatever, they, whatever they, uh, that looks like in terms of their, their future future quarterback, however they bring in Jimmy G, it has to be along the lines of something that doesn't hinder uh, uh, that, that other part of it, which is the long-range quarterback. Can they do that? Maybe, but I think some other teams are going to have a say in that uh, because there's going to be some quarterback-needy teams come March uh, that are going to be looking at Jimmy G um, with, hey, he could come in here and help our team. We'll give him four years, you know, $100 million with $60 million, whatever the case might be, and that might be too rich for the Raiders' blood. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It really will. I mean, I know that the Raiders have, uh, you know, contingency and Dave Ziegler out in Mobile, Alabama right now for the Senior Bowl. There's folks here for the Shrine Bowl. So, I mean, there's a lot of different avenues the Raiders could go for their quarterback. Uh, I'm just in the firm camp that they need to have a competitor, one, to be competitive and give their fan base something to cheer about. And two, Vinny, in Vegas, you have to be competitive. You have to be something. You can't just be, you know what I mean, a, a team on the strip that's doing nothing because people aren't going to come and see it, or at least not your people, and that's a problem. You're going to – absolutely. You're going to be turning that stadium over uh, on a consistent basis. And we saw that this year. You yep. know, when, when the Raiders – when it got to a point where it was pretty obvious – um, you know, that they weren't really playing for anything uh, uh, special, anything, you know, playoffs or whatnot. You saw how that stadium uh, turned. And even on, in, in, in good seasons, uh, last year there were times where popular teams with, with rabid fan bases came into town, and it didn't even matter what the Raiders' record was. Uh, you know, th- those fans were so intent on coming to the game in Las Vegas to root on their team that they were going to pay basically whatever it was going to require on the secondary market to go get those tickets. Um, so you're going to make it much easier for that to happen or much more likely that that happens if you don't have a competitive team. Um, the other flip side of that coin is uh, if taking a step back you know, for a year or so uh, helps you get to some place like where the 49ers are right now or the, or the, or the Eagles or the Chiefs, would you trade that? Uh, you know, uh, if, but, but there's no certainty that you're ever going to. That's the other part of it. Even if you do um, you know, go in the tank for a little while, not purposely, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, if you're just yeah, yeah. I got not you. a very good team and you're getting high draft picks and, and, and getting draft capital, maybe trading off a guy here or a guy there to add even more draft arsenal, there's no guarantee that you're going to be hitting on the and, – and Raider fans know that more than anybody. Right. They've seen that play play out <laughs> on the wrong side of things. Now, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, you know, are going to have the kind of confidence in themselves to say, yeah, but we're going to be different than the other, uh, you know, three or four regimes. But even saying that, uh, there's no guarantee that that happens, and that's the other tricky part of the whole thing. No doubt, man. It's going to be interesting. It just gets more and more interesting each and every day. We, we feel like the offseason is a time to kind of let our hair down a little bit. No, never that. It's always an interesting and exciting offseason, and I sure, I'm sure it's going to get even more exciting. Well, Vinny, yeah. fantastic stuff as always. Uh, what do you got coming out on the RJ? I saw your piece about Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. What do you got coming out on the RJ we should be on the lookout for? I'm headed over to uh, Allegiant Stadium right now to take a look at some players that might be of interest uh, nice. you know, uh, to the Raiders. And by the way, one other thing, and I know you've been mentioning this, we're about a week away or so uh, from a big-time deadline coming up, too. <laughs> so, yeah, buddy. 
you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, as, as, you know, we're thinking that the Super Bowl and all that and everything like that, but there's still going to be some news, and it might happen, you know, uh, out of, uh, a bolt out of, the, out of the sky where we learn that either the Raiders have agreed in principle to a deal, and I feel like there's a couple of teams that are starting to show some interest, um, or that they just don't hear what they want to hear from anybody else, and they just decide, you know what, it's time to cut ties with Derek Carr. The asset that they get that they get back is going to be the salary cap space and the money that they would have been spending on him. But that's we're we're just over a week basically from from all of that truly coming to a head. Yep, deadline pushes deals. Deadlines pushes deals. So uh, there it is. Well, Vinny, appreciate you as always. I'll see you when you get over here to Legion. Be safe and appreciate you as always, brother. All right, man, you too. Headed over there right now. All right, there he goes. Vinny Bonson, you are fantastic stuff, man. Great stuff from Vinny, uh, breaking down all kind of different elements. And see, there's so many different ways to look at it. But, again, as I told Vinny and I mentioned to Vinny very many times, and, and it's, it's awesome that we can have a conversation and be respectful to each other and not even be on the same page but still be respectful. I just think that the team needs to be competitive. They have to be competitive, and that's why I feel like they have to make a move, at least try to get an Aaron Rodgers. Now, if it gets too high – Fine. Move on. Hey, we tried. It didn't work. So be it. Next plan. That's just that's all you can do is have multiple plans. But that's just me. 249 is the time. We'll take a quick break live at Allegiant Stadium. We'll come back, close out the hour. This is Red Nation Radio 920. It's unnecessary roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. We're here at Allegiant Stadium. The Shrine Bowl takes place this evening. 530 is kickoff. Come on by. Tickets are still available. $19, as low as $19. You're not going to get in a Legion Stadium for $19. So come on by. Enjoy this beautiful place, this beautiful building if you haven't been. And check out the, the stars of tomorrow, right? These are collegiates today that are going to have an opportunity to shine on the next level. And they're getting an opportunity to shine tonight to try to solidify their spot in the upcoming NFL draft in the end of April. So uh, this, is a, this is a good place to be. Uh, can't wait to see how all the action unfolds here at Allegiant. But, of course, Raider Nation, we want to hear from you. Good, bad, ugly, it doesn't matter. We'd love to hear from you. 702-365-9200, our don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Earlier in the show, Gangster Raider hit us up and was very adamant about no Aaron Rodgers, which is fine. That's fine. And he said something to the extent, and I don't have the exact words, I apologize, but to the point of, do you want to be the Rams, who they mortgaged everything they had to win a Super Bowl, and then this year they didn't look very good? Had a lot of injuries, just weren't a very good team. They're in a salary cap situation, don't really have all that draft capital. Would you want to be the Rams? And I basically alluded to, yes, it's been a long time since the Raiders won a Super Bowl, and I wasn't even that invested in football back in 83 when they won. That was not a disrespect. I was not a slight to Gangster Raider. I was just saying that it had been a very long time, and it would be nice if my – 20-year-old son could see a, a Super Bowl victory because he's been believing that dad knows what's best and has been following the silver and black for a very long time, faithfully, blind faith, and hasn't seen anything. And I know a lot of generations of Raider fans have not seen anything. And my all point was, I have hardly seen anything. That was it. Apparently, Gangster Raider took that personal. So I apologize for making you think I was personal, but it was not. So his response on the don'tbebroke.com text line is classic. I was nine years old in 83. I was already driving and hanging on the block by then. I even had my own candy store when I was nine. I vividly, in all caps, remember my Raiders winning the Super Bowl for Los Angeles. Sucks to be a young whippersnapper who was only six and still sitting in his mama's lap like you. L.A. raised, L.A. Raider, gangster Raider, as you were. Well... There's that. Again, cannot have a conversation without trying to insult somebody. And I don't know what I was doing at six years old. I know I wasn't heavily invested in, in the Raiders at that point. That's my only point. So at nine years old, since you were clearly an entrepreneur at the time, you were driving around L.A., you were doing everything, that's awesome. It's awesome. It's not a whose stones are bigger than whose stones contest. It's really not, dog. It's really not. It's not that serious. But I appreciate the text. Maybe it'd be cool to see the Raiders win a Super Bowl so your son, who I know has not seen the, the Raiders win a Super Bowl, could see a Super Bowl. I, I'm sure you would love for that for your son, if for nothing other. For no other reason, I'm sure you'd enjoy that. But let me not continue because you might get upset about that as well. Paul Temecula, you're up next. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, Q? Thanks for having me on. Hey, no hey, problem. Um, I'm getting off my mom's lap. Like 
<laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah. Hey, it sounds like you, you're coming along to get a badass quarterback, man. <laughs> yes, I am. I, yes, I am. Yeah. I am. <laughs> Good, man, because I agree with you 100%. Um, a, a couple things. Listen, um, if, 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 if I was Ziegler, I would kind of play a, a little bit of a hardball with, with the Packers as far as trade goes. Um, and hear me out. One is because, like, I, I would offer a one, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe a, a, a second round. Um, and kind of put it in a way where, like, listen, we're, we're doing you guys a favor because now we're going to be responsible for that financial responsibility, right? So now the Raiders are going to take over his contract. They're, they're going to free up their cap space. They're going to get rid of that dead cap space and all that. So in essence, you're, you're kind of helping them out. So I would offer a one and a two. Um, worse, I would offer two number ones. And, and if everything plans out and if we're competitive and we win, that's, that next uh, first round would be in the mid-20s or that's late true. 20s, that's, right? That's true, yeah. So in essence, it's almost like a second-round pick with, with the option of a, of a fifth-year option as far as contract goes, right? Yep. So I would, give, I would give that up. Okay. Another thing, the, the, the salary cap goes up goes up every year anywhere from three to six percent so by by the time let's say Aaron Rodgers plays for the next three years by the time and I'm saying three so we can maximize the contract that we have with Devontae and Waller and Renfro and all that right we got to maximize the talent that we got on offense so and and after that the next three years the cap the cap's going to go up right you're going to move off on those contracts and then you you worry about that the future at that time like We've been waiting too long for 20-plus years to, to get it right. Uh, another thing is, like, there's – obviously, there's no clear-cut favorite and quarterback this year, right? There's no definitive number one. It's your flavor of choice of who you want, right? So there's no – for me, I don't see a guy that's, that's going to wow like an Andrew Luck type of guy, right? So why, why are we going to risk taking somebody that we may not know is going to plan out when we have a proven commodity and Rogers for the next, I would say two to three years, right? We know where we're going to get. And, and as far as like Garoppolo, I agree with you a hundred percent. He's, he's not, he's not an upgrade over car. The only thing that he's better at is maybe um, standing in the pocket and taking a hit. But besides that is he has a weaker arm talent. He's always hurt. You, you, you can't rely on him to finish the whole season. So, I would do that. Worst case scenario, if we can't get Rodgers, um, I might be in a, in a minority part here, though. I'd rather roll with Sidham and maybe get Jacoby Prosette as your backup. All right. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you, my man. Good stuff right there. And uh, we got to get to a quick break. And then we, gotta, we got Nick Cottrell uh, from uh, ChargerReport.com joining us. He's going to talk all things Shrine Bowl. But uh, you make a lot of sense on that call, man. I definitely appreciate you. And continue to give us that feedback on the Don'tBeBroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. At Allegiant Stadium, this is Radio Nation Radio 920.